What's up and welcome to Beat the Press, an NBA podcast by SK Media, and I hope you don't expect too much, because I work with a bunch of bums. It's just facts. What is up, everyone? Welcome in to Beat the Press. We're going to try and beat the press here. We're going to talk a bunch of NBA, our very first episode. Another jam session for the usual crew. Brian King, my mini-me. Landon King, what's up? My other mini-me, apparently. Graham Simpson is here, and I watch a lot of basketball. We've been watching tons of basketball. Like I watch an unhealthy amount of basketball. It's disturbing. For sure, NBA better than college. By the way, can we? Can we? I'm gonna start off the show like that, and this will be forever one of the first lines we ever say. And I'm just gonna put it out there. It might be controversial. It's highly controversial because it's wrong. I, I like the NBA. I think it's wrong too. Still M- love the NBA. I, I love the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're splitting hairs, to be frank. I would probably go one A, one B. I, I and think then one C high school basketball. Maybe to a degree, but I would say that NBA for me. On a regular night, if I had to choose one, and it's a close college game and a close NBA game, I'm choosing the NBA game. I'm just saying. That's what I'm doing. Not me. You know who, you know who kind of feels like college basketball does for you? I mean, college basketball is feeling pretty bad in the grand world right now. You know who else feels kind of like college basketball does in your world? Who? All the players on the Nets except for KD. I don't know if you guys saw his comments I definitely did. That that's some wild stuff. I don't see how you can just call out your teammates like that. He did not hesitate to name drop at all. He wanted everybody to know exactly who he thought was trash. L- listed four or five guys. I'm not gonna. He listed name them. Edmund Sumner, Nick Claxton, Joe Harris, and Royce O'Neal. And he was like, "Uh, what do you how- expect?" Yeah, he was like, "What do you expect from that group out of there? The only reason you expect them to win is because I'm on the floor." I mean, and, but, the, and they also said, and that's why I requested the trade. Yeah. Like he's not even, he's given the reason, he's, he's, he's given the reason why he requested the trade. Then he goes on to say, that's why I requested the trade. A lot of players will just be like, they'll avoid the question of, did you or did you not request the trade? Because that's supposed to be in-house stuff. Not only did he say openly, yes, I requested a trade from the team I am currently on. I gave you reasons and name-dropped every single player on the starting lineup because of it. I think that's one of the most out-of-pocket things we've heard all season long. Um, and really, I feel like we're just getting started with this Nets team. Yeah. In his defense, he's not exactly wrong. <laughs> no, no, but that's not he, something he can't to say. say it. He but you can't, can't say, say that. You can't, he can't be the one to say it. Like, that's for us to say, right? Yeah. Not for him to say. I feel like ever since KD got caught with the burner accounts, he's just been a menace. Yeah. He's, 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 a he's, he has been a menace. <laughs> like, he does not, he has no filter, does not he has care been a one nuisance thing. to the nations, dog. Yes. Close the schools. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I feel like he's going for worst teammate uh, of the season. It's got to be up there. Maybe Draymond. Him and Ben Simmons, <laughs> Simmons got to be the worst teammate duo in the league. I mean. Could you imagine having to play on a team with both and, of them? And Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this, that's, I'm gonna, I, I got something I'm going to add bro, 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 That's there. like playing with the Bella Twins. <laughs> I mean, uh, it is 
something that we we all looked at the Nets and we automatically think about their upside. Yes, this is definitely a possibility. We're like, oh, but it will never happen. Like, yeah, everything could go haywire, and you've got all these egos in the same locker room, but they'll figure it out. It's kind of what we were saying about the Nets, and it's literally been everything has gone haywire, and then some more than we could even imagine with Kyrie Irving and now Kevin Durant openly saying that he he requested a trade because he plays with bums, four other bums, which Edmund Summer and Royce O'Neal I think are pretty good, probably one of the more underrated players in the league. And Nick Claxton's and pretty solid player. Nick Claxton's been having a career year. <laughs> South Carolina legend, by the way. Shout out Nick Claxton. Born and raised here in the, the Dad, great state. That's right. Dad can be seen live on TV at a South Carolina Georgia game, waving him goodbye. Waving <laughs> Nick Claxton. That's correct. Waving goodbye to Nick Claxton in the background as they're filming. He fouled out. It's got me waving bye bye to him. It's great. Classic, classic television. Yeah, but still, I mean, I feel like he's playing with guys themselves. They're pretty good, bro. Like I, I, I think that KD, they're not at the level that he expects, uh, which is one thing. But it's still not a bad basketball team. It's just everything around them, antics-wise, too many distractions allow them. There's no them. chemistry. But yeah. look, his bustle wasn't done backing up, just in case you were wondering. It wasn't done backing up when he got through all that because now he's also said that he was unhappy with the way the team prepared at practice, that he wanted yeah. more shell drills and he wanted more this drill and he wanted more of that drill. He wanted to practice more and Steve Nash wouldn't do it. And that's why... He wanted it. it was like him or Nash, and that's why he wanted out. And he's effectively got Steve Nash fired. Him and Kyrie together put the greatest Bro. hit job of all time on Steve Nash. The greatest one of all time? What about Le- LeBron? LeBron to literally every role player he's ever played with. <laughs> A couple of coaches, too. He's <laughs> yeah. got real, real, but real. It, was, it was one of those. It, w- it was LeBron-esque type of hit job him and Kyrie put on Steve Nash. And Jack Vaughn is literally... Just Steve Nash. I mean, he's not really changed much. Maybe they're doing more drills in practice. That's about it because they're coming from the same same tree, two coaches. So I, I don't know if the Nets expected anything. The front office is in shambles. We're going to talk about that a bit later. But, again, KD is – he goes more out of pocket every time he speaks. Yeah. I mean, I don't – Ever I don't, since he thanked his mama the, for the MVP, it's gone downhill, man. He's the worst leader of all time, dude. This is why he's not LeBron or Steph. Yeah, that was yes. gonna get rid. This is why LeBron is will always and forever be better than Kevin Durant. Yeah. It's not even a question to me. It's not even a question. But at least there's some good news in the league. The Wolves finally playing Ishy. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they might be catching their stride. They, might they be. beat the Magic, dude. They did beat the Magic, but at least Anthony Edwards was interested. If you're listening to this, KM, the the Magic suck. The Magic are terrible. <laughs> Uh, Cat's been playing well-ish. He's been playing well for my fantasy team. Anthony Edwards playing well can be debatable. He's had a, yeah. he, I and think he's had a pretty and slow start and to had, season. And had 35. Cat put up 30. They, the Wolves beat the Magic. Um, but again, are they, are they there to that level we thought they were going to be? No. But are they on the come up to that? I don't know. I think the, possibly their bench unit has really been stepping up because their starters have been lacklash. Like Jordan McLaughlin. I think that he runs that when he's running the offense, it looks way better than when D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell has has been he's suspect at times. Yeah, like he's he's deceptively bad. 
Like he he he's actually worse than what he's playing like. Cause you you it's look just at a his Nets curse, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look you look at his. You think he, well, he, he was all right. He was about mediocre, mediocre, mid, whatever you want to say. And then you look at his box score. You're like, dang, he sucked. He like he was negative twenty one on the plus minus with seven turnovers. And that's just that's just the type of stat line is where he's deceptively bad. Like he didn't think he was that bad, but you look at the box score. Jandlin Russell looked like he's the worst player in NBA history with the amount of turnovers <laughs> and his plus minus is terrible and he's shooting 421 from the field because it doesn't really show up when you watch uh, a Wolves game because uh, all the focus is on the Twin Towers and Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards when he decides to show up. So those are the one things that I've seen. You're right about McLaughlin. I feel like he's a hooper and he's he needs some more minutes for sure. Uh, that team has a lot to work on, but the Magic, even though they may suck, it could be some good building blocks for, for Minnesota. Well, hopefully. I think everybody expects them to be a little bit better than they have been for sure. More good news, the Knicks. Could it be? Could it be? Speaking of players shooting four for 21. <laughs> yeah. My R.J. Goodness. Barrett, dude. I am fell victim to R.J. Barrett. I know all about this because he's, all on, my, he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> he's, he, get, he went from dropping like 40, like 30 points a game to the, like the first couple games to like nine. He had negative one a game, bro. He had negative <laughs> one, one fantasy, fantasy points. points yeah. Because well, he shot so, so bad. bad. Oh, my gosh, bro. And he was hooping right there for a little For the first couple of games, he was doing what he's doing right now, shooting 20% from the field. He had a couple of games where he stepped it up a little bit. Then he just went right back down. It's just like a bell distribution. <laughs> Yeah, in that Knicks game, uh, Julius Randle had the game of his life. Um, they went on a 20-7 to run to beat the Nuggets by three. Um, I'm not sure if that's an anomaly or the Knicks maybe putting together like the Wolves. I feel like we had more expectations for Minnesota for sure. Oh, absolutely. The Knicks are now in that eighth spot, but they're eight and seven, I believe. And they're just – they're on that cusp of they're two games away from being 13th and also two games away from being fifth. So that, that Eastern Conference right there, the Knicks might be getting hot at the right time, separating themselves from a couple play-in teams. But again, I don't expect this team to, even if they do make the playoffs, I don't expect them to win a round. Or if they make the play-in, I don't expect them to go far in that. Um, so th- there's one of the things, because R.J. Barrett, is he a lost cause? Maybe. But he's, he's, he's getting towards there, because he's got 18 points full of empty stats. He might have the, the worst... 18 points per game in NBA history. Yes. I mean, his field yes. goal percentage has been in the 20s his last three games, and he's still holding on to that 18-point-per-game average. He did have one 50% shooting performance out of his last, I think, eight. The rest have been 40s, 30s, couple 20s in there as well. The guy is just shooting. He's shot chucking. That's all he is. <laughs> it, uh, he's a chucker. And, like, and it, he gets a lot of ro- looks a- around the rim, and it's just so like, how did you miss that? Or why did you not take a layup? Why did you do a yes, one-legged floater? His decision-making is so bad. It's been this way ever since college. And he just hasn't improved on it all. He hasn't improved on his game ever since his rookie year. He, really, he really hasn't improved. It's not like he's got a steady you know, shot diet of just threes, and that's why his shooting percentage is bad. He gets around the rim. He's slashing first. He's not looking to shoot the three. So it's, it's very perplexing of how – he can have a field goal percentage so bad if he's looking to attack the rim as his first thought every time. Um, he's not good off balance. He's not good through contact. The layup has to be literally wide open, or he has to do a nice dribble move um, against his defender. Still, no guarantee he makes it if it's open. <laughs> I mean, I've yeah. seen him blow many layups. 
Uh, he, he just has he, he lacks touch offensively for the style of play that he that he wants to do. Speaking of checkers, listen to this. So you two were hogging the ball. Me? It wasn't me. I this never even great. saw this is the Seinfeld, ball. All by you the do way. is dribble. I have to dribble. If I give it to you, you just shoot. You're a chucker. Chuck. That's right. Every time you get the ball, you shoot. I can't believe you called me a chucker. No way I'm a chucker. I do not chuck. Never chuck. Never have chuck. Never will chuck. No chuck. You chuck? Kramer, am I a chucker? Oh, you're a chucker. Is this R.J. Barrett right now? Oh my God, I'm a Seinfeld is such a good show. I it think is. that might be Cam Reddish talking to R.J. Barrett saying, uh, where, am I, where are my shot attempts? Where are my 20 shot attempts in the game? Oh, dude, I love three Cam inches Reddish. On that guy. I love Cam Reddish. His mom loves you. Yes. yes, I did meet Cam Reddish's mom at a Hawks game one time and took a picture with her, which then was posted on the her Cam Reddish fan page, at yeah. I Am Cam Fam. That's, that's if you go on there and you scroll down long enough, you will see me on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, I, I think there's so many more players deserving to take the shots that R.J. Barrett does. R.J. Barrett is playing with the Dion Waiters mentality. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather go. Can you say uh, that? I'd, I'd rather go. I'd rather go 0 for 30 than 0 for 6 because that means you lost confidence. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like something like that. Yeah, dude. he is. He's on a mission of. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play the same exact way every single time, and he just, without any context of how the game's going, he's just gonna always be him. And when you're playing with Tom Thibodeau, you're gonna get the minutes. I mean, you, you by golly, you are gonna get the minutes, and that that's one of the things where it's like you got to scale back some if you're the Knicks because you're just giving some of these guys like Julius Randle had to come up with the game of his life, 34 points, 11 rebounds, four assists. He's another guy that's super inefficient. And if he had less minutes, if his if his shots were more precious, if he felt like he had to make an impact with his shots, um, his field goal percentage would go up if he was playing less minutes. But he doesn't he doesn't care if he misses a three. He knows he's going to get seven more in the next you know twenty eight minutes. He's going to play. Mm-hmm. So I feel like those are things for the Knicks is that they're not as careful with their shots because they don't care really if if they miss. They know they're going to get so many more. If you're a role player on that team, you got to be wondering like when is it going to be my turn. That's right. a classic problem with Tibbs' teams. Yeah. Yeah, and going back to your question earlier, are the Knicks turning a corner? No, I do not think they are. Um, Julius Randle had to have the game, his best game of the season to scrape a win past a Nuggets team that was missing Jokic and Aaron Gordon. And also, I'm looking at their roster. I don't really see anybody that can be a closer for them, a guy that they can go to that's going to give them a bucket, the guy that you can give give the ball and say, everybody, get out of the way. I would say Brunson is that for the team. Yes, whether, but he, whether it, you trust he's him not or good not. at yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whether you trust him to do that, and I think Jalen Brunson is more than capable as a starting point guard in, in the NBA. It's just the help is not there, and and the, he's just not a great fit alongside Randall unless he's going to score 30 and get 11 boards. Yeah, it's it's something that could happen. Like, if, if R.J. Barrett and Julius Randall were efficient, not even, like, great efficiency. They were mildly efficient, and Jalen Brunson was able to do more of his work and and run the, the offense more to his liking like he did with the bench unit with the Mavericks last, last season. We're looking at a co- totally different team. That's if you scale back some of the minutes that Thibodeau gives to his starters. And again, it's just hard to fathom that they're in the eighth seed right now because they've actually played really bad this season. And, and they're still, at my expectation, had them around 10-11. And there's still time, but still, it, it's it, something's happening in New York. It's time for a fun segment. 
I'm gonna let I'm gonna let I'm not sure what his name was at this point in time. <laughs> who's selling out in the stores and who's not? Shout out P Diddy Puff Sean Puff Combs. Puff he was Daddy. he was Diddy when he made that. Got it. <laughs> who's hot and who's not? Let's jump into the who's hot and who's not. Someone who's been sizzling. We're gonna talk more about this guy in, in, uh, later on too, but. Shay Gilgis Alexander. Yeah. Shay's been hotter than a fire in the oven. I mean, a pizza in the oven, dude. Fire, he, too. Yeah, <laughs> fire, too. Yeah. I mean, he's just been absolutely playing out of his mind. Bro. We already knew Shay was good. We didn't know he was this good. He's averaging 32-5 on 40% from three and 55 from the field, which is just insane. Absolutely insane. He has 42-37-37. 20, then back to 39 right now. Then that's his last five games. And he is basically the only bright spot on this Thunder team, which is going to be the only reason why he doesn't get as many MVP votes as he probably should is because his team sucks. But <laughs> They are you, bad. It, it, They're it, very bad. If you're asking me, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is top three, top two shooting guard in the league. He's that talented. I, I wouldn't the, go uh, that only, far. This season for sure. He, no, this season he's won. Without a doubt, possibly. possibly. No, they, Who would you put ahead of him this season? You can't put anybody. A shooting guard? Yeah. Who's who's been better at shooting guard this season than Shea? I, feel, I still feel like Shea's more of a point guard, though. He's listed at shooting. I guard. know he's listed at shooting guard, but I feel like he's more of a point guard. I know they play Trey Man a lot in that system, but he's he's more of a he's more of a ball handling one than he is a shooting guard. Um, and again, you can you can make a case that like this season he's been number one, but there's also a lot of great shooting guards like James Harden has been injured. You know, when James Harden's healthy, I'm still going to take a healthy James Harden over Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Um, for sure. Nah. I, James Harden had 17 assists in a game this year. And he and he's also dropped 35 twice at the beginning of the season before he got hurt. James Harden's still that guy. Um, and Shea has the shot volume of the greatest player in the world. Like, he is playing with – he's playing with what KD thinks the Nets roster is. It, he he he's literally him on the court, and he he has no need to pass the ball. Why why would he pass to to Jeremiah Robinson Earl? Let me tell you how bad. If there's anybody that's more of a point guard than a shooting guard, it's Harden more than Shea. Let me tell you Dude, how bad the Thunder assists. are. Let's how bad the Thunder are. But because Max, he has nobody around him. His plus minus. Yeah. Anybody, anybody want to guess what it is? Can we give you an over under? Is it per game or the total season? Uh, this is an average. An average? I'm going to say he's an average around seven. Average plus minus? Ten. Hmm. Y'all want to try again? Is 22. It hi- higher than that per game? Lower. Lower. Okay. Lower than seven. Lower than you seven. One more guess. I'm, is it two? Four. It's almost like right in between because it's like right at three. It's three. Okay. Like, so is it like two point something? Yeah, two point nine or something. Yeah. yeah. Bad. I still think that he's he's been extremely hot, but he's going through a stretch that we've seen Devin Booker go through in his career. He's going through a stretch that Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan could easily go through. Like, DeMar DeRozan kind of did the same thing last season where he was hot, hitting game winners, scoring 30 points. I feel like we, we're a little too quick on this Shea. I'm not saying Shea's top three shooting guard in the league because of this run. I'm saying Shea's top three based off everything I've seen. This has been building up for a while. This season or just in No, general. he's won this season. He's top three in general. You think you, who, who, name a shooting guard that's been better than Shea Gildas-Alexander this season. You can't. 
No, I said James Harden, but he's hurt. Has been better this season. When this he, season. When he plays. Absolutely not. We've got to play to be considered. Yeah, Absolutely that's part of the not. That's true. I'm just saying, when, when he Part of winning healthy. the race is Absolutely being at the not. starting line. Right? It's true. We've got to be in the race to win it, for sure. All right. That's who's hot. Who's not, though, and you kind of teased us on this earlier, front office of the Nets is ice. Yeah. I should have played Ice Ice Baby right there, right? Um, no, you should have. Uh, thank you for not doing that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the, the Nets front office might be the most tone-death front office we've ever seen. I mean, the guy, they tried to do, they tried to hire Ime Oduka. Like, that's how, that's how bad they want to be. They were to be, oh my gosh, Kyrie is so anti-Semitic. Let's go get, <laughs> let's go get the most unprofessional coach uh, in the NBA, right? So I'm not sure exactly what they're, what they're going after. Um, they're still, they're still going to keep KD. They're not going to trade him from everything we've heard, even though KD could say how much he hates Brooklyn, how much he hates all of his teammates, how bad the coaching staff is, they're not going to trade him, first of all. So, Do you think his teammates have BO, maybe? Something. Something has I'm to be curious. going on. But again, I, I still think that... KD does too, bro. Have you seen that man's knees? <laughs> I don't know if he's ever owned a bottle of lotion in his life. But again, <laughs> I think that... He's that, a snake for more than one reason. Yeah, like, this, this Nets Bro's front office... Scales. This Nets front office traded Ben Simmons for James Harden. It all stems from that. They had a team where they had Spencer Dinwiddie, they had Jared Allen, they had Karis LeVert. They had such a good team around KD and Kyrie, and they just got greedy. And they lost the trade to, to get James Harden, and they lost the trade to trade away James Harden. And now they have the most toxic group of people in the league. And Ben Simmons has um, the worst mental block. We've had. He literally has the yips. And he wasn't like he was a good player that has the mitts. He was like an all right player, and now has the yips, and now he makes him seem like he's terrible, which he kind of is. Reminds me of the uh, he's the not from Ben Simmons is terrible. Reminds dude. me of the Ford from Erskine last night with the layup. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> yes, yes, dude. <laughs> I mean, point blank, he's missing. Like yeah. I, I, I've seen two people airball layup. <laughs> 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 one one plays on Erskine, the other one plays in the NBA. That's right, right. right. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I bet you the guy Taylor Lindsay airball the layup too now. Oh, that he should have been fouled. He should have yeah, been. Yeah, fouled. That should have been. Yeah, that's what the uh, the guy from Erskine turned around and slapped his arm. There wasn't anybody within like yeah. six feet of him. <laughs> no, dude, he, that dude was absolutely horrendous in the sport of basketball, bro. <laughs> but he's Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes I mean, sense. when you're Ben Simmons, you're getting compared to low level college players at the Division two level. There's there's something wrong, and he's also getting a max contract um, by this Brooklyn Nets front office too. I will add. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. Jared Sherfield's better than Ben Simmons. <laughs> Speaking of people who are bad, not really bad, but actually people who are really good, the opposite of. So They're opposite a bad man. He's a bad man centering up for the Sixers, Mr. Joel Embiid. Yeah, I mean. The Cameroonian commander, baby. He's he's averaging, what, 32? Uh, yeah, 32.3 points per game. Uh, that's literally all I need to say. He is he is the Sixers. The Sixers go with Embiid. Also, the defense has really, really, really ramped up uh, for Joel. His last couple of games, I know he had one game he had seven blocks. He's had a couple, uh, two or three consistently now. He is becoming some of the more defensively. I think he's becoming a defense player of the year candidate just in the last week. Top-tier defender. I mean, he's always been a top-tier defender. It's just the effort hasn't always been there on defense. Yeah. But now it is. And without a doubt, when he puts effort defensively, he is one of the best defenders in the league. Who said that uh, Joel Embiid, you were telling me, that you said somebody said Joel Embiid had, was the most dominant center ever since Shaq. Who said that? Oh, gosh, that was a quote from oh, a player. 
Yes, or a that. former player. Well, anyway, we'll get that in I'll a second. But the I'll point is, it. I couldn't agree more. And Joel Embiid is basically – well, I'm not going to call him Shaq because he's not as big as Shaq, you know, as like just as a force as Shaq, you know what I'm Pat saying? Pat Bev, but right. Yes. Pat Bev. Yeah, and, and Pat Bev, that might be the only right statement he's at this ever come out of his mouth. <laughs> but Joel Embiid is basically Shaq with a skill set, with a skill set, dude. He's the most skilled center of all time, in my opinion, besides maybe Hakeem, Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah. yeah, but Joel Embiid's definitely getting there. His skill set is unmatched. He's he's currently, in my opinion, the most skilled player in the NBA that actually plays. Kyrie doesn't count. Um, <laughs> and maybe maybe Durant's up there, too. But I think it's Embiid. I, I think Embiid is the most skilled, sane player in the <laughs> NBA. Um, <laughs> no, I'm saying I, Embiid could play point guard if he wanted to. Yeah. On the Sixers. There is no doubt about it. He could play point guard, and there would be no question. There would probably wouldn't be even be a drop-off. Be the point center? I mean, he could he could be putting up Jokic numbers if he wanted to. But that's just not – this is not what that team needs at that point, right? They they need a Tyrese Maxey. They don't they – need, they need Embiid to be in the post. If Embiid – if the Sixers didn't need Embiid to be in the post, he could play in the perimeter with ease. And so he's so he's so portable. He could play on any on any team in the NBA and be the same as he is on the Sixers. Yes, you can put absolutely. him. On, you can put him at the center position or any position for that matter, on any team in the NBA, and he'll still produce at the same level. Imagine like the Warriors with Embiid, right? He'd still be very, very good. Now imagine Embiid on the Spurs; he'd still be very, very good. Embiid on the Knicks would be insane, right? Oh, with yeah. the amount of minutes that he'd get. So <laughs> I, 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 I think or, or that be another Embiid on any team, doing. dude, and yeah. just. He no, just makes every team that bet, that much better. So that's why I think about Embiid that we're not talking about because we say, "Oh man, he scored fifty nine points." But again, that's I I say the the five blocks in the fourth quarter might be more impressive in a in a close Dude, game. Dude, he almost had a quadruple double. Yeah. yeah, I mean he had, he had two assists away from a triple double, and he was three, three blocks, blocks away, away from the quadruple double. It was a good game. Very I, good I, game. I, I say I, five blocks in a close game in the fourth quarter is more impressive to me than scoring fifty nine points. I think he's the best center in the league and. I'm I'm starting to lean that it's necessarily not that close anymore. It's not saying Jokic is bad. I think Embiid is just that freaking good. I, I think Jokic is becoming more complacent with the regular season now. He's scoring less. He's trying to pass a lot more. Um, and he is their point guard. Like I said, Embiid could be doing that if the Sixers need him to, but they have Tyrese Maxey, and when James Harden's come back, they're going to have James Harden. So they're, they're still – no need for Embiid to do that because De'Anthony Melton has proven himself as a ball handler on that 76ers team. So there's there's a lot of room for Embiid to work with, but I feel like you can put Embiid with any combination of five players in the NBA in general, and he's going to be the same, which is something that you can't say for every player. If you told Embiid to go out there and, hey, pass more instead of shooting, he would rack up the same amount of assists as Jokic. Yes. Well, from the great to the not-so-great again, things not going so well. Speaking of Pile on the Nets day. <laughs> Kyrie Irving's PR team's in a bit of a struggle. I can't even imagine what they're going through, dude. They've got the hardest job on the planet right now. Uh, are we saying, uh, do, does does he have a PR team? If he did. I don't know if he does or not. I, th- um, I think it, it might it, just be Jalen Brown. I was going to say, the presence of it is Jalen Brown. I, I think, I think uh, Jalen Brown might be the uh, head public relations yeah. guy for The face uh, for, of the yeah. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie's just... I just don't know what he's thinking, bro. Like, I, I, I just don't know what he's thinking. Like, last season he wanted to miss half the games because he didn't win the vaccine. Okay, fine. That's a personal decision. Whatever. Th- th- now he's just – he's gone off the deep end, dude. He's just like – 
just like I think him and Kanye might have had lunch together or something, and then he came back different, more different than he already was from the whole world, dude. As Kendrick Perkins said, if you took Kyrie Irving's brain and put it in a bird, the bird would start flying backwards. <laughs> that was the best line ever. <laughs> That's television gold, man. That's why Perk make all that money right there. That is why Perk gets paid. Perk, the same thing would happen if you did it with his brain. <laughs> but he's great, dude. He's hilarious. Well, the good he's news hilarious. is, though, he's, he's according to NBA Player Association uh, Executive Director Tamika Tremelio, Kyrie is continuing his journey of dialogue and education. He has been grappling with the full weight of the impact of his voice and actions, particularly in the Jewish community. Kyrie rejects anti-Semitism in any form, and he's dedicated to bettering himself and increasing his level of understanding. He plans to continue this journey well into the future to ensure that his words and actions align with his pursuit of truth and knowledge. By into the future, they mean until Sunday when he's back. Yes. Yeah, more than likely, that's all bullcrap. <laughs> yeah, and Kyrie's probably just sitting there playing GTA waiting to return. Yeah, I think Kyrie has, has nothing to lose at this point. Like He's going to say whatever's on his mind, and he's not going to worry about being politically correct or or racist. He's or, already made his or career. Or anti-Semitic or anything that he's that he's going he's through. He's already um, made his career. He's already made all his money. Yeah, yeah he, he has I, no. He has nothing else to. I well, think obviously he has more to accomplish, but to him, he has nothing else to yeah, accomplish. I feel like he's privileged in the fact that making thirty-two million dollars a year is a hobby for him now at this stage of his career, for sure. And so he doesn't care about what he says. He's ruined every team he's ever been on. Uh, yes. Look at that Cavs team. Then the he, Celtics. And then the Celtics, and now the Nets. Uh, he, he is. He is definitely. He also ruined Duke when he was there. Yeah, he only played, he only played like six <laughs> games. On. I mean, uh, and that's where he <laughs> learned that the earth was flat too at Duke, which you know scratches my head. Yeah, how did that guy go to Duke? He's uh, really talking about. Talking, I think he's one of those guys who's just too smart for his own good. No, I, I think he's no, just. No, I think he's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't think he's all there. Yeah, I think um, him and Antonio Brown had a FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, dude, he must have been like. He must have been headbutting some goats or something like that. Some, <laughs> some rams, bro. Gave him, gave him a concussion. I want to. I want to hear a podcast between Kanye, Kyrie Irving, and Antonio Brown as the three hosts. Yes, and I just want to hear what they have to say. Just talk about. I life. would pay money for that. They could put that on a Patreon. And how, I, how I would, much are you paying for it? Twenty. A month. Higher. <laughs> no, not that much. Fifty. Let a little less than fifty. Thirty-five. Around there. Forty-nine ninety-five. That's literally five cents less. That's less than fifty. True. No, not not around. I, like fifty I, is sure. fifty is like forty seven. Fifty is like flow sports numbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I would I would pay if I had the option to pay for flow sports or to listen to a podcast with Antonio Brown, Kanye West, and Kyrie Irving. I'm listening to the podcast ten times out of ten, seven days a week, twice on Sunday. You know what I mean? Like there, there's no competition with that. But again, I just feel like something's brewing in their head. And we just don't understand them, and there's just there's just this perception that they're extremely stupid, which they are. But I want to know the reason behind what Kyrie's doing, because there's got to be a reason. I feel like he's not just saying this just to be saying it. I think he likes attention. Personally. That's that. Yeah, that's probably one of the biggest things. Or either there's something seriously, seriously wrong that we just don't know about, which I feel like should be getting addressed. But it's just all going back to. Kyrie stupid. Kyrie hates Jewish people. I mean, but I don't think Kyrie I, hates Jewish people. I, I, yeah, but that's what everybody's saying. Yeah. But then when you ask him 
why does he hate Jewish people? Be like, oh, we tweeted out him. He tweeted out a movie that is anti-Semitic. Like, oh, what was anti-Semitic about it? Then they tell you, I don't know. I didn't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that yeah. the the punishment may be too large for for the, for what he did. But again, this is not the first incident of Kyrie Irving being stupid. Yeah, but these, so I get both sides of this. So A, you've got the side of this. I, I'm with this in the fact that the Nets took the action, and I'll tell you why. Because Kyrie has every right to have an opinion, right? And our First Amendment guarantees that right. What it doesn't guarantee is that there are no consequences for having your opinion and voicing it. And the Nets also have the right to protect their image and their brand and the way that they so choose. Correct. Whether we agree or disagree or whatever – and hold him accountable to that and say, hey, if you're going to be a part of our organization, because it's very public, too. It's not like working at, at a desk at IBM. or you know, I'm not a help desk at Amazon, right? I mean, it's, right. this is a little bit of a different thing. So, I mean, I, I have the same expectation on me at work, right? We have the same expectation here that we behave in a certain way because if we don't, if we go out and get arrested or we say crazy things like the earth's flat and we purport to believe that and birds aren't real and everything else, our listenership's going to go down significantly. Yes. Right? I mean, so I get both sides of that. But he's just weird. He's just weird. Yes. Yeah, it kind of feels weird to have a Kyrie poster up on my wall now. Yeah, Especially kinda... a Nets Kyrie poster. I might have to take it down and put up a Cavs one. Put a, put a uh, like a get picky in the brain, cut out the brain and stick <laughs> it on there for him or something. Hope for the best. Well, someone who is doing well, though, right? Devin Vassell having a pretty good year. Yeah, he's taking the Spurs to a place that nobody really thought they were going to. They're playing some pretty good ball right now, better than anybody thought they would. Um, him and Keldon Johnson on that Spurs team. Yeah, they smoked the Sixers. Yes, they, yes, they did. did. Kelvin Johnson's been shooting really well. He's, he's averaging 19 a game on uh, 48% shooting. I mean, you got Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell, uh, Trey Jones has been really good on that team, Jeremy Sohan, who I really like, Jakob Pertle. Is going to be uh, really good, and that's you had to work Pertle in, didn't you? Of course, <laughs> but again, I, I think that uh, that's Josh, first Josh team Richardson's a yeah, Josh beast Richardson defender too. Yeah, and he's also gone for thirty twice, I believe, this season or close to it. So that Suns team is going to be led by somebody. It's been Devin Vassell. You mean this, Spurs? Or excuse me, yeah, this this Spurs team is going to be led by somebody. It's going to be Devin Vassell this week. Next week it might be Jakob Pertle. Week after that it might be Kelvin Johnson. I feel like they always going to have somebody to step up because in reality they have five players and they're starting lineup and they're all about the same level. Yeah. And that's why they're going to be a bad team, but they're all above average NBA players. But I feel like in a few years this team is going to be very, very good. Once they get a draft a few players, they're going to have to hit on all season acquisitions. They're going to have to hit on some draft picks and then he popped to stay in the game for yeah. like six years. And yeah. They're going to be really good again. Yeah. Does he have six years left? I mean, like. In general, I feel he's like he's looking really old. Man. Yeah, I know. I feel like six years is this, look how long Bill Russell lived. The dude. San Antonio, the San Antonio uh, timeline is six. They're six years away from being good for 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 good for two. I feel like that fourth year, four years from now, I feel like the uh, the Spurs are going to be a really good team. They have a championship window of two or three years after that. They'll need pop. I feel like if they don't have pop or somebody that's very very good or close to pop, they're not going to be the same. Um, but again, he's gotten everybody to buy in. Every single year. I mean, they missed the playoffs for the last two years for the first time in 20 years. Yeah, I mean, some, something ridiculous. They, like they, they just they just like winning in San Antonio. They do that, and they get very spoiled. But here, here's a fun little thing to note about Vassell. He has, this season he has doubled his career points, essentially, from 9.9 .9 to 19.6. Also doubled his turnovers from 0 0.7 
per game. And he's probably two point five. Probably tripled his usage rate. He's also playing yeah. eight more minutes a game. Yeah. He's playing eight more minutes a game. His field goal percentage is up, three point percentage is way up, free throw percentage down a little bit, no biggie. Rebounds flat, assists have also effectively more little more than doubled. Blocks are flat, steals are flat, fouls are fairly flat. So, I, I, mean, I think I think much he's, improved for sure. But. He's he's taking a leap that you expect that player. Um, I believe he was drafted 2020 draft. He's touching the ball more. Is, yes. is why he's probably turning it over. He has a usage percentage of 24.7 this season. Check his uh, check his. That's that's pretty. That's pretty season. high. <laughs> that's pretty big. Check, yeah. check, check his I promise it wasn't that. Season. He's only played in 144 games total in his career. Yeah, I mean the guy. So. He is in a 2020 draft. Um, he, he went to Florida State. He absolutely killed the Tigers when he was in college. I do remember that. Uh, but he is well, he's one of those players in that 2020 draft that has just been an unsung hero that wasn't a top three pick, wasn't Anthony Edwards, wasn't James Wiseman, wasn't LaMelo Ball. We've seen so many great players like a Desmond Bain be very good. We've seen Devin Vassell now be very good. We've seen Tyrese Maxey be incredible. Um, there are so many underrated players in that draft, and Devin Vassell is one of them. And he's showing the world why he is. And yeah, he's he's in a good situation because he's not going to get those minutes with you know. There's going to be a handful of teams that's going to give those minutes, maybe two or three, other than the Spurs. But he's making the most of them. That's all you can ask for. So, on our last Scramble Sports sit down about a week ago, yes, we touched on the team doing. We probably would have been if we had this podcast a week ago. If this wasn't episode one, if this was episode two, we would have been talking about a team who's hot. Yeah, but now we're going to talk about a team who's not. No, not at all. <laughs> and that's the Cavaliers. Yeah, Cavaliers. They're coming off a loss to the Bucks. So I guess that's two days ago from the time this gets out. They lost to the Timberwolves before that. They lost to the Warriors before that. They lost to the Kings before that. They lost to the Clippers. That was stemming back from November sixth. Is is their last win? They've now lost five in a row, and they're losing to teams that haven't been good this season. The Clippers haven't been good. The Kings. Everybody knows that they haven't been great. Warriors have been on a downward slide. The Timberwolves, um, up until the last couple of days, have sucked this season. And the Bucks are the only respectable team that they've really lost to in the uh, the last five games. They're a team that got off to that hot start. We were talking about Donovan Mitchell being maybe the MVP. You know, a lot of people still have him in that conversation. But there's three guys on that team, and it's Mobley, and it's Mitchell, and it's Garwin. They're getting theirs for sure, but everybody around them has just not held their own weight. They did in the in the first couple of games of the season. Now they're dropping off. Do we still think of them as a top four team in the East? I'm still hesitant to say that. I feel like they're now five and five or six. If there's a team in there like the Bulls, I feel like are playing better basketball right now, or the Raptors are playing better basketball, or they can than the Cavs because they're going through this stretch. And I would expect a team, a good team, not to lose five in a row. I think if you a good team after three in a row, they start to put it together. But then you lose two more, and one of them being to the Timberwolves, being the fourth loss in a row, that should be an easy win for a team that was the number one seed in the East for two weeks. That's a team that I has red flags about them because if you're going to be a top team, you can't lose five in a row. And that goes for any team in any sport. Even baseball, you have 162 games. The best teams never lose five in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in basketball, when you only have you know those those regular season games get cut in half in basketball, five in a row seems you know not like a lot, but when it becomes a habit, it's it's tough sledding. And you look at this, they got the Hornets. That should be a win. That's that'll be today. But after that, they go to the Heat. They've been playing good ball. The Hawks have been really good. The Trailblazers have been hot. We're going to talk about them in a minute. And then they're going to play the Bucks again. So it could be really bad really fast for this Cavs team. And they're not that far from being not in the playoff picture. In fairness to the Cavs, they've been the last two games they've been without Jared Allen. 
Yes, and that and they've struggled to rebound as a result. Right, but they still have mobile. They still have that center position. They still have guys like Isaac Okoro that is that has been terrible this year. Um, they they have guys terrible is an understatement. Like Seti Osman hasn't carried his weight. They're still looking for some guard Kevin rotation. Kevin Love minutes. is aging. Yeah, Kevin Love just isn't him anymore. So yeah, they've been without Jared Allen. But still, good you got teams. guys like Robin Lopez playing 14 minutes and not recording a single stat. <laughs> you know, just doing cardio for 14 minutes. <laughs> I mean, Karis Levert dropping two points. Right, so they're three and a half games out of first place, but they're are they're also one and a half games out of tenth. So, like I said, if they don't get it together quick, it could go downhill very fast, and some other teams like the the Raptors or the Pacers or the Seventy Sixers or or the Knicks start to rack up some wins. You start to see them go down by two or three games, and it's going to be tough. They they're going to need to go on another winning streak. I feel like they're going to be the streaky team now uh, because they're giving themselves no choice but to go on another winning streak to keep up and be a top four seed. They're at, they're at four right now. It's going to be very hard to see them if they if they lose like. They go through a stretch where they only win two out of eight games. It's tough to come back from that team morale-wise. And we know that all too well as Sixers fans. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we, we can sniff out this stuff from a mile away being Philly fans. Yeah, and, and the 76ers have worked their way back to, to being 500 at 7-7. Seven and seven. And so it's possible that you know they get it back together. And I feel like they will. They're going to have a winning record, no doubt. But losing five in a row, I mean, that's something that good teams just don't do. Back to the warm side of the kitchen, over near the wood stove, if you will. Jeremy Grant has scored 23 or more points in his last four games. He's on fire. Yeah, I don't, specifically this the last three-game stretch um, against the Spurs at 29, the game before that, and the loss to Dallas at 37 um, on 22 shots, I might add. Um, and he had 27 against the Pelicans, an 11-point win. He's played 41 minutes, 39 minutes, and 37 minutes in those three games, but this the percentage and the shooting percentages that I really, really like. He was 10-20 uh, uh, against the Pelicans in their win. He was 13-22 when he scored 37, and when he scored 29 a couple nights ago, he was 9-15. He's not just shot-chucking. He's actually doing it, and he's making it. He's not like an R.J. Barrett or Julius Randle this season. And the three-pointer's been falling as well. Yeah, he was 6 of 8 from 3 when he scored 29 points. He was 5 of 9 from 3 when he scored 27. And 4 of 8 when he scored um, when he scored 37. Excuse me, he was 5 of 9 when he scored 37. And when he scored 27, he was 4 of 8. The game before that, you mentioned he scored 23. Um, he was 5 of 8 from 3. So this is a guy who's made 5, 4, 5, and 6 three-pointers in his last um, four games. And I don't know if what the definition of hot is to y'all, but I feel like that's Jeremy Grant last couple weeks. Smoking. The opposite of not, though, or the definition of not, yes, is Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith, I, I coming out of the draft, I always said I didn't think he was going to be that good because he's. we saw in the preseason he looked terrible. He just looked like he just didn't know what he was doing. He's just a very undisciplined player. He's kind of playing like R.J. Barrett right now. He's just kind of chucking up shots like he's in a pickup game. He's currently averaging 10 points on 30% shooting, 30% from three. He's not even averaging an assist a game. And to go along with that, he's averaging about four fouls a game in only 30 minutes. Shout-out Ben Simmons. <laughs> yes, yeah, shout-out Ben Simmons. He just He's very undisciplined, very raw. If I had to give an NFL comparison, it'd be Malik Willis. Just, just He just looks like he's never played basketball before. At Just disappointment at its finest. Yeah, I, I think that uh, this is definitely a disappointing season to the fact that what he was around the th- the third pick in the draft. 
I believe. He was the third pick. He was the third pick, but up until about 40 minutes until draft time, he was the first pick until the yeah. Magic's changed their mind last minute, and now they're looking like geniuses. Drafting what did up. they find out right Maybe before the draft? I don't know. That's what, that's what I want to know. That They must have been like, he's too big of a risk, and let's go Paolo. And they're looking like literal geniuses right now. Yeah, Jabari Smith Magic. should be one of, if not the best players on this team this season. He's not even the best player in his position this season. I'm yeah. Guys like uh, Tyree Al- Eason. Alfred um, Shangun has been hooping. Yes, and Deshaun Tate. Amazing defender. Amazing yes. defender. Extremely Sense. athletic. Yes, dude. And Kenyon Martin Jr. is also an extremely athletic dude. Who, and there's all yeah. these guys at this point in time I'd want on the court over Jabari Smith. And there's guys getting minutes on that team that just aren't great, like like a Josh Christopher. Yeah, or a Usman Garuba. Yeah, like there's guys that are getting minutes. Bruno Fernando. In, in the rotation that aren't good, and a lot of it has to do because Jabari Smith Jr. just hasn't set himself apart from the rest of the roster. And I know it's not going to happen because he's number three in the pack, number three draft, number th- number three pick in the draft. This stuff just doesn't happen often. Maybe some time in the G League could do him some good. Speaking of G League, James Wiseman there is kind of in the similar situation that Jabari Smith Jr. is. And James, three, we- yeah, James Wiseman later. has been playing awful basketball, dude. Absolutely awful basketball. I think we, we see some similarities there. Top three pick doesn't really work out in their system they're in. They never find their groove. Eventually they're going to have to go down James to the G Wiseman League. got hurt, though. Jabari Smith just sucks. <laughs> He's not James playing. Wiseman also hasn't been good when he did. Oh play. yeah, well, yeah, but but yeah, but James Wiseman, he has any, he has, he has a, a crutch. Yeah. yeah, he his ligaments are made out of paper paper mache. That's true. It's like Anthony Davis ligaments yep, yep. made out of glass, not the bulletproof grass either. Do you guys want to play a game? Let's do it. I want to play a game. Dang saw, not that game. <laughs> John sounds like the thing from the fly cut game from SpongeBob. We're going to play us a game of Would You Rather. Would You Rather. Yes. First question. Would you rather. Steph Curry had 50 points in the loss to the Suns the other night. Yes. So would you rather score 50 if you had one NBA game? Would you rather score 50 in a loss? Or would you rather win the one NBA game you play in? Obviously, it depends on how many points you get in a win. But what is that? like? Well, what's the tipping point there? What, what, if what, I score what, what's the significance of the win if you only play one game? You could say I played on the winning team in an NBA game. I'm a winner. I think I would way rather say I scored 50 points in an NBA game than I was on the roster of an NBA game of an NBA team that won a regular season match. Yeah, kind of like Rudy. I could also yeah. score 49 points in a win. Yeah, there is no discretion of how many points you score, but yeah. I would assume he scored like five. Yeah. So let's say that. Would you rather have five points in an NBA game and a win or fifty in a loss? Fifty, no doubt. Yeah, I, I would. I have to lean 50. fifty. I would say if it's twenty, like it's like twenty-two points in a win, I'm taking the twenty-two in the win. Hey, as as the goat I, Babytron yeah. said, I I'm gonna have fifty, but you might have forty. <laughs> <laughs> I think like eighteen is probably, the, and I don't know why. I guess because that's the hitter don't hit number in blackjack. Right for me, like eighteen is like if I was scored eighteen, I'd be like cool with scoring eighteen in an NBA game. Yeah, I'd say around like eighteen, twenty-two in that area. Yeah, but other other than that, it's a respectable starter average number is what I would want. Yeah, yeah, in the win, but fifteen a loss would be nice if it's just one game. Like who cares? There's eighty-one more. Yeah. All right, this one's gonna be more fun. By fun, I mean this could get deep. All right, you have an NBA career. You can either have one or the other. 
two MVPs on your resume at the end of your career or two NBA championships on your resume at the end of your career? Which would you rather have? So, like, are you just like a, a bench player on the championship teams or are you just a, a – can you be like a superstar and just not win MVP? No, I think you got to be if, – if you're not a bench player, you're a role player. You're not, you're not one of the big three. So, so basically, not a big three guy, but so, say a so, starter, so, but not a big three. So you're Robert Ory or Carl Malone. Let's just let's no, say you're no, no, let's no, say no, you're no. Iguodala. All right, Iguodala. No, or Sean Living. I want Iguodala. No, Patrick <laughs> McCall. Dude, dude, no, bro, that's not a role player, dude. That's just a total bench rider. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not a role player. He, no, play, he plays no role besides. But he's a three time champion. He Danny yeah, Green. Danny <laughs> Green's a three time. Would oh, you use Danny Green? So, but so what, would you rather be Danny Green or Carl Malone? I would much rather be Danny Green for multiple reasons. For right, many, right, right. many, <laughs> many reasons. Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. And see, that is much tougher. I like Charles Barkley. Oh, see, that is really tough. Because my answer is the championship. Well, the easy man. one is like Nikola Jokic has won two MVPs with no championships. Patrick McCall's won three. Or Danny Green's won three. Iguodala's what? Three yeah, or know. four now? He's got four. Yeah, four. He's it's got tough. four. It's tough. Um, I would I would say I would rather be Nikola Jokic than Patrick McCall, but I would say I'd rather be Danny Green than Nikola Jokic for the fact that I won three rings on three different teams. I would rather win the rings, period, because yeah. I think it says more about me ele- helping elevate others around me and being a part of something rather than just me alone and yeah. myself. And and that's have- just, but that's just my DNA and how I'm wired. I'm just like team, 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 team. First, all the time to it, probably maybe to a fault even. Yeah, I, I'm a big Tim guy as well, and I'm also a big trash talker. So it, there's nothing like more, talk nothing more I'd rather do than just point at your ring finger when somebody <laughs> starts chirping at you, or point at the scoreboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah like scoreboard, but ring finger really hits yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, ring finger does hit different. Speaking of things that Especially hit different, especially if you're LeBron looking at like Steph Curry in 2017, and then Steph Curry's like, "Man, you suck, LeBron." LeBron's just like. <laughs> then yeah. LeBron, LeBron just, I'm goes, sure like, LeBron just ex- goes like this. That's exactly how that conversation went. I'm sure it's exactly the kid from Akron. So here's my last one for the Would You Rather's. All right, would you rather be burned alive at the stake like during the Salem witch trials? Jesus Christ! (laughs) Or would you rather be a starter on the Brooklyn Nets? (laughs) (laughs) Take your time and think about this one now. This is a tough one. Oh man! I think I'd rather be a starter so I can supply lotion and uh, in the Brooklyn Nets secret Santa for <laughs> Kevin Durant. Either way, it's a slow, agonizing death. Just say. So I'd rather swim naked in the Schuylkill River. <laughs> <laughs> the Schuylkill River, not known for its cleanliness. No. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a very tough one. <laughs> I, I feel like. Uh, if I was a starter of the Nets with that basketball, if I had Edmund Summers' NBA talent and I went back to the Salem Witch Trials, I would be burned at the stake no matter what. They would they would have called it me a witch. Yeah, true. imagine being like six eight, be able to dribble the ball like that. You're getting burned at the stake. Either basketball way. wasn't even a thing, dude. Imagine you yeah. just imagine you go up and just do like a cradle dunk in front of all those people. They're burning you no matter what. And fast, dude. They see immediately. <laughs> all every person in the village is swarming you, dude. <laughs> yeah, they are swarming. You won't even be able to ask questions. They won't. They won't do an interrogation or not. They won't think twice about it. I do a finger roll, a jelly fam, and I'm getting <laughs> within two seconds. My my pants are on fire. Yeah, dude. They're Ooh. freaking. They're, they're gonna freaking. 
get a stick and tie you to it and then carry you on their shoulder, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro, I'll do one step back mid-range from the elbow and I'm done for. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, dude. You do a reverse layup and they've got the torches chasing you down the road, bro. <laughs> That's great. But so, to answer your question, there are a lot of things that I'd rather do than be a starter on the Brooklyn Nets. Yes. If you are a starter, you'd be a bum for sure, right? Oh, for sure, bro. Which starter do am I replacing? And you've got to choose. Royce O'Neal, Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal? I'm Claxton all the way, of course. Personal reasons. Claxton's been very good this year. Yeah, I don't Claxton's, care personal. Claxton's like, <laughs> personal. Claxton didn't deserve that, bro. Claxton's good, bro. Claxton's the best center on their roster, and they have Ben Simmons. Yeah. Ben Simmons is... Se- Claxton's the best big man on their roster, and yeah. they have Ben Simmons. Yeah, like Ben Simmons, two, th- three years ago, was a top 10 point guard, and now he's the second string center on the Nets. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was borderline top five point guard, dude. Like people were people were calling him better than Jason Tatum. I was uh, one of those people. Uh, yeah, he was like Ben Simmons was averaging He was at the time. Yeah, like he, a seventeen. I thought he was, he was averaging like a seventeen point triple double effectively and now he's like got a four, four and five stat while line. playing and the those, best and the five while is playing the, the best defense in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean he was averaging seven point seventeen point triple double with the best defense in the NBA and now he's the second string center on the Nets with the worst plus minus ever in history. And the highest personal foul rating in the league. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's fouling more than Brewer Middle School. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's fouling more than my than our uh, freaking Greenwood Bucks Park and Rec team. Oh my God. Had Keelan on it and uh, Jeremiah yeah. on it and all that. For Ben Simmons, it's get fouled or be fouled. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> and Lord knows he doesn't want to be fouled. <laughs> Dude. Uh, bro, th- bro, this was MVP's theme song from WWE. Yes, that is correct. Joel Embiid had more points in that 59-point game than Ben Simmons has on the season. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> See, quit, you cor- I'm coming. You correctly <laughs> identified this song. Bro, I love how Ben Simmons' point, points line is like six and a half. I've never seen a starter have that low of a points line. Oh, he's not a starter anymore. Yeah, not anymore. He's second string, right? But imagine seeing Ben Simmons' stat line at six and a half, and he routinely goes under. They were celebrating Ben Simmons for having 11 points the other night. Is that his first double-digit point performance of the season? Let's roll into, because you did correctly identify the song. This is MVP song, so let's way too early MVP talk. It's episode one. You might as well start now. Let's roll through our top five with some honorable mentions. Let's go five to one. Five to one. All right. Honorable mentions after the one. After the one. Yeah. All right. So my five, we already talked about this guy plenty today, is Joel Embiid. He's the most dominant player in the league. He's the best center in the league. He's playing at MVP level. He's averaging over 30 points, 10 rebounds a game, and playing the best defense by a center in the league this season. Maybe debatable between Gobert. him and Anthony Davis and Gobert. Gobert. Yeah. Gobert. I don't know, dude. I feel like the Embiid's been better than Gobert this year defensively. Maybe. Embiid doesn't definitely has a deterrence factor about him that I love with all defenders. Is that I mean, I mean, dude, they were literally attacking Rudy Gobert in the playoffs, yeah. dude. If, but the thing if about, you see Joel Embiid, you're like, oh my goodness. If you, if you see Rudy Gobert, you're like, Phew. yeah, a, a, like a, a team that actually tried to go at Embiid, and you see what happened: seven blocks. Yeah, and then a team that tried to go at Rudy Gobert, they were down zero to two, and then one four straight. We know his name is Gobert, by the way. Before yeah. you, before yeah, yeah, you yeah, please, it, yeah, don't send us tweets and all that yes. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, just shout out Flight Reacts. <laughs> FTC stand up. Now we got another one. Jaws Giddy. J.A. Morant. J.A. Morant. J. Yeah. Almost Morant. <laughs> he's been playing great. He's just the most. He's so, so you're going all the way dude. five to one on yours. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ja Morant has been 
the second best point guard in the league this year, with the exception of the guy that we'll get to in a little bit. But he's just crazy athletic, dude. He's been playing out of his mind, dude. Absolutely out of his mind. And we've kind of seen this at the end of last season. But this season, it seems, when you thought that he really couldn't get much better than he was last season, he just proves everybody wrong again and again and again and again. He's also much improved his efficiency, his three-point shot, and his playmaking this season from last season. So, And the Grizzlies continue to be a good team, which will get enough wins for him to be in that MVP conversation. Love some jaw. Shout out Seth Kakalaki. Yes. Yes. Number three, no surprise here. This guy's going to be here in this conversation every season until he retires probably, and it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's he's playing at as the Greek freak usually does. Yes. You know how he is. What an appropriate name. Like he is a freak for real. He is a freak of nature, dude. We, we're never seen anything like Giannis. We're not going to see anything like him ever again, dude, especially another transformation like that. He's scoring less too this year, but he's got way more assists than he has. That's one thing I like about Giannis this year is that he's taking a step back and just letting the other guys eat because you've got guys like Brooke Lopez scoring 27 points. Jordan Nora had 22 I mean, he's, he's got guys that are just going off. Javon Carter had 35 the other day. Yeah. I mean, Javon Carter had now hitting threes like it's nobody's business. So I, I think that uh, Giannis is, is realizing what he needs to do to make the Bucks perennial uh, contenders again, even though they already have a championship, but they, they beat the Suns that they, they kind of fell off. Um, they, they, had a, they had a team uh, in, that, in that realm for Giannis. Uh, and I, I think he's number three because he's been basically the same he has uh, as MVP seasons, but that's a bad thing because he's been the same he has been. So oh, we're seeing from Giannis what we expect to see from Giannis. Yeah, I mean, Giannis is obviously top five player in the league, but I actually feel like he's kind of underrated, dude, because this dude, we're talking about the guy who dropped 50 points in game six of the finals to win the championship, and nobody has said a word since about it. Because nobody dude. was watching. <laughs> I was nobody watching, nobody watched that. This, why they, this is why they bro, officiate bro, games. I, bro, I enjoyed that finals, bro. I, I enjoyed too. seeing we're, Chris we're Paul We're basketball in the homers, man. No, bro, you were able to watch any playoff basketball after the Sixers-Hawks series? I, I, mean, watch, it, I, mean, I, I mean, it was hard, but yes. I didn't watch a single second of basketball. I was I was all Braves at that this point. Is, this is what I, this is how I did after the Braves lost. I didn't watch any more baseball. I watched yeah. no World Series. Oh yeah, oh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, it was terrible. That was like dude. me, but with the Seventy Sixers lost to the Hawks. Dude, dude, there have been three times I've cried over sports, and the Sixers have caused two of them. <laughs> yeah. So is this guy? <laughs> well, we're on, hey, while we're on Giannis, can I ask one quick question? Yes. Is 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 Gigi Jackson Giannis's illegitimate child? He kind of do look similar. No, Gigi Jackson looks like NBA young boy. Yeah. Go look Minus at him side by side. His forehead. Yeah. Go look at him side by side. Yeah, they they do look kind of similar. Like, they they do look kind of Except Gigi's much, much, much darker. Complexion-wise. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Well, doesn't mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know about much, much. I'm looking here in the Googles. Doesn't Giannis have dimples, too? Giannis is dimple-ish. Yeah. Gigi's, Gigi got dimples, too. Yeah, Gigi's uh, got big dimples. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Didn't mean to, to derail that entire discussion <laughs> into dimples <laughs> on dudes. Maybe that could be one of our new segments. Dimples on dudes. No. Okay, 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 okay. You can find that on, on our Patreon. You can, find, <laughs> you, can, you can find that on the restricted area. Yeah. yeah. 69 cents a month. <laughs> We're all broke. <laughs> Um, another dude who has caused me some pain, specifically to the Sixers, Jason Tatum. Again, 
after losing their head coach and some controversy surrounding that Celtics team, maybe some people thought that they were going to take a step back. Obviously not because Jason Tatum is playing like he has, like he's going to be bagged over the head and shot in the locker room if he doesn't win every game. That's how he's playing right now. And uh, they're, and what, 12, they're 12 and 3 right now, I believe. Yeah, they've only lost three games. I believe they're the number one seed in the East. He's averaging 31 points per game, seven rebounds with a 27.5 PER, which terrible is terrible stat, by the way, but yes. Yeah, terrible stat, but. Wait, 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 wait. It's a bad stat, but you got It's also a terrible beer. You also said PBR? <laughs> no, PER. <laughs> PBR is definitely a terrible beer. <laughs> and, he's, and he's shooting a. Shout out day drinkers. From the field. A specific set of day drinkers. No. He's shooting 48% from the field this season. But as with his shot volume, that's good. Though you got to look at the diet of shots he's taking. He's, he's also taking. he's also stepped uh, gone from a really good defender to a great defender. He was an elite defender last year, but this year it's even more noticeable. He's an elitist. That's that, that's what I just say. Yeah. You go from a really really good defender to a top tier defender, yeah, and he, nobody really talks about it because they're just so focused on his offensive. Well, because it's so amazing. Well, on yeah. ball on ball wise, he's still a little. I'd say he's above average now. He's he's always around teetering that average on ball. Off ball, he's probably one of the best off ball defenders we have in the game right now. As a roamer defensively, he is by far large in a way the best roamer. Like the, he's like the best safety. Uh, defensively wise to put it in football terms he basically plays safety for the Celtics and he does such a great job of that because he can help on he's the best help defender um, besides like Embiid and, and Rudy Gobert are also really good it's at that. He's also one of the best leaders in the league. Yes, right? he, he is. Dude I swear the dude's got eyes in the back of his head too. Dude. He's great at uh, preventing entry passes. And, he's yeah, great at not letting guys cut across his face whenever they're getting mm-hmm. it to the hoop. Anticipation is insane from Jason Tatum. Yeah. He's a point guard, but on defense. He's As like, I was also pre- his anticipation skills are proven yeah. that game winner last season where he caught that thing, caught the ball, did that spin move, and just threw it in the basket. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. It was I, great. I, I mean, that's just absolutely unheard of. All right. And number one. Nobody saw this coming. It is <laughs> Luka Donakick. Shout out to White. Donakick. Donakick. This is my preseason MVP prediction, and it's holding strong so far. I mean, Luca just his uh, experience in Europe, where he's played against two, where he played two years of professional ball, is just showing right now. He's been dominating people, just like they're college kids, dude. He's averaging dang near triple double, while shooting fifty percent from the field. Yeah, he's fifty percent. Yeah, he's he, making half the shots he takes. Well, Luca is is one of those guys where nothing with he, also two steals. Yeah, no, nothing he's going to do at this point is going to amaze you, because he's just going to be so good, so dang good every time he plays. Forty two points against the Trailblazers, thirty five against the Clippers, and he's shooting good efficiency. And he's not really doing it from the three point line too. He's he's kind of ventured away from shooting so many threes a game, but the rebounds are going to be there for Luka. Something that I really like underrated for him is that he's actually athletic and can jump. And uh, he can get rebounds. He can high point a ball. Uh, the assist is always going to be there, but the steals and the blocks too. Um, he's actually averaging .6 blocks this season, which is really good for Doncic standards. It means he's caring more on defense. He's out there. He's being more physical. He's doing what it takes to win for this Mavericks team. Eventually, the the Mavericks are going to get some more wins. And again, Doncic, I I believe that they got to be one of the best 
uh, or Doncic has to be leading one of the best run offenses tailored tailored to one guy. He's not like can be that can play on every single team. Doncic is going to yeah. be really good, really really good on every team, but he's going to thrive in the Mavericks. And you have to give credit to them and their coaching staff and their front office for putting Luka in that situation. I think Luka Doncic is a great comparison for young LeBron because Luka is on a team with essentially no help. I mean, they're trying they're trying more and more to get him some help, get him some help. But he's hey, he's, he's on a bad team. Dorian Finney-Smith can hoop. Yeah, he can hoop, but <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie, bro. Dwight yeah, Powell is yeah, the yeah, worst part in the league, though. Yeah. <laughs> not not certainly not worse than anybody on the net. But <laughs> but dude, but Luka is so good to the point where he's going to bring the Mavericks to too many wins to get good draft picks. And then we're going to there's going to be that middle of the pack team where they might slide in the playoffs, they might show out in the playoffs. But they're going to be too good to build around Luka, and that's why I think we'll see Luka out of Dallas before it's too late, just like we saw LeBron leave Cleveland before it got too late. I couldn't imagine Luka on another team. I can't either, but Hawks, I, feel, I feel like it's all yeah. going to come. Hawks legend, Luka Doncic. Yeah, <laughs> just like him and Melo. Yeah. Two Hawks legends. <laughs> also, Frank Nielakina might be the worst player in the NBA. might be the second no, worst player in the NBA. There's, there's four worst players in the NBA. We're Dwight talking Powell. about the best players in no, the but NBA, I'm, I'm saying there, there's, there's the undisputed four worst players. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell. Um, the guy you just said. Frank Nielakina. Frank Nielakina. Who else? Come on, you got to know this one. The worst players in the league? Yes. Westbrook? No, Killian Hayes. Oh, yeah, Killian Hayes. <laughs> Killian Those Hayes are the awful. undisputed four worst players in the NBA. Anyways, is it time for my top five? Let's get your top five in here, which I imagine yeah. is fairly similar. Uh, Embiid at five, same thing um, as Landon. I actually had Giannis at four, and that be, that might be because you say he's so underrated, which is is true. Um, we we talked a lot about Giannis. Ja, I gotta say, I got I gotta put him at three because here's a, a, a Memphis team that has some roster turnover. They're not the same Memphis team as last year. Dylan Brooks has been terrible this year. He's been terrible ever since that. Uh, Playoff series last season against the Warriors. Yes. He did not shoot great at all. Bro, I've seen, I seen this video on TikTok of this dude. He's seen Dylan Brooks in public, and he went up to him. And he was like, hey, you got to stop shooting that thing so much, man. <laughs> <laughs> during, the, after, during the Warriors playoff series, dude. Yeah. Dylan Brooks is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> Dylan Brooks is that's not the, That's good. the fifth worst player in the NBA, Dylan Brooks <laughs> right there. Well, terrible. Yeah, Dylan Brooks has not been good. He's one of Jaws' teammates that he's relied on so much. Desmond Bain has been good. But, again, they don't have Jaron Jackson Jr. either on this Memphis team. and They've been balling. Um, I really love the way that the Grizzlies play ball, and a lot of that has to do with Ja, how he's just putting the team on his back. He's actually, um, for a, a young player, he's probably the most proven leader out of the young guys coming from the 2019 draft class. So uh, I think that's why I have him at three, just the intangible ability that he has this year. I'm going to put it over Giannis. They're you know splitting hairs. But again, I, I, Ja just, for me being at three, what he's doing without some of the key guys that he's been working with without DeAnthony Melton, who was a major piece of that team last year. They traded DeAnthony Melton for Danny Green. Danny Green hasn't seen the floor. Um, so that's one thing about Jaws, but who he hasn't had is also helping him because he's averaging almost 30 a game, which is very tough to do, but it's a it's a different 30 than like a Devin Booker 30. A, yeah. a, a Jaws 30 is a lot more explosiveness, a lot, a lot more around the rim, a lot more transition, which is what's going to win you ball games in the NBA. Number two, I have Tatum because he can make any shot at any point at any time of the game at any spot on the court he is a tough shot maker which is why he's going to be below 50 percent sh shooting from the field but he's also going to make 11 
really, really tough shots and really, really clutch buckets. He does have the clutch gene, which I love about Tatum. And exactly, you took the words right out of my mouth. He's an elite defender. We do not talk about his defense enough. I feel like he should be top five um, defensive player of the year. Uh, he's, I mean, we talk about Marcus Smart being a great defender. He's the third best defender on his team behind Jason Tatum, Time Lord, and, and Time Lord, and Rob Williams. And he made a case for Jalen Brown too when he when he decides to play defense. Um, but nobody plays. Jalen Brown doesn't play defense for anybody better than Kyrie Irving. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> and number one, I have Luca. Wait, I, how does Jalen Brown defend Kyrie Irving, but then he leaves Donda after Ky, after Kanye does some anti-Semitic stuff? How is he's he's still uh, teaching at Donda, I believe. Still a basketball instructor at no, Donda, no, but he leaves. No, but no. he leaves Donda Sports the agency. Yeah, that's just because everybody did. So did dude, Aaron Donald. I don't th- dude, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think they have anything to do with Donda Academy anymore. He does. He's he's still he still said in a press release that he was going to be instructing the kids. Uh, because well, yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't their fault. Kanye yeah, went yeah, off the rails. Yeah, yeah, you can't blame it on the kids. Yeah, so uh, shout out kids. Yeah, so at number one, Luca, of course, and we've already mentioned how good Luca is. And I think you're right. I think he is a young LeBron in the making, just white, unathletic. Um, kind of goes forgot, hand in hand. I forgot to get to my honorable mentions after mine. One minute, because we're going to cover some of your honorable mentions. I think in just a second. Yeah, I mean, my honorable mention. I don't believe. Well, just give me one sec. Just give me one sec. Hold up on the honorable mentions altogether. Uh, okay, you do have one of my honorable mentions. Yeah. So, okay. so here, here's my five. All right, we talked about Ja, and I just frankly admit that I am a bit of a homer in this because he's from South Carolina and I love Ja. At number four, I have uh, Shea, Gildas Alexander. You, you actually, we don't have him in our top five, but you have him at four. I have him at four. Okay. Right, I have him at four. And th- this is because I, I think you guys are projecting a little bit to see, hey, I think he could continue, or I don't think you'll think you're saying, I don't think he continue to ma- maintain the success. What I'm doing is drawing a line on today we're recording this at the 9 o'clock. It? It's 11, seven, on 11, 17, 22 at 9 o'clock. PM, he's my number four in the voting for MVP. Right. Even right now, Thunder aren't good enough to get him in my MVP conversation. Yeah. I just think he's he's had a good enough that people are talking about him enough that if you did it, he'd be. And my top three are the same as you guys. Giannis, Tatum, Luka. It's really, that seems like that's. The consensus top three. And no, no his, th- his three was Ja. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So, so yeah, I've got, but, so Luka and Tatum for sure, number one, number two. Yeah. And to me, that's really 1A, 1B. That really is to me. No, right no, now. no. Luca's one, Tatum's two. I just think it's one A, one B. All right. No, Luca's one, Tatum's two. So some guys we haven't talked about. You have one of them. We Don- just talked about one. Talk about the other one. Well, we actually did talk about him earlier. It's Donovan Mitchell mm-hmm. before the losing streak, which he's still been playing pretty good at. But before yeah. that, he was playing at an absolutely MVP level. He's clearly taking a step up from the, his time in Utah, where he actually regressed a little bit from. Uh, 2020 to 2021, mm-hmm. but this season he seems to be taking that leap back up and really come to his own, and he's trying to he's trying his best to lead this Cavs team to the playoffs. Yeah, like when when I'm talking about MVPs, when I'm making you know these type of lists, I'm talking about there's a lot of players playing very very good, but I'm just differentiating between what's a streak and what's the real deal. Mm-hmm. And Donovan Mitchell to me is more than a more of a streak than the real deal because I don't believe he can sustain himself as a top five player in the NBA. Um, or top seven for that matter. I feel like he's top fifteen, but I don't. I don't know if he's you know tier two at least. Um, so that's why I don't have him even on my honorable mention. Obviously playing very good, but I'm more. Well, I'm more. Yeah, very well. But I'm more on a streak than a than, than a real deal for for Donovan that, right? Mitchell. That, that's that's just one of my things, man. Yeah. Good and well. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, but what, and one other that you had on your honorable mention that we haven't talked about. I think that covers everybody that we put in our top seven or eight. 
Steph. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Um, what, what, what more do I need to say? Steph Curry. He's still he's Steph. Steph Curry. He's still Steph. The team Best success. Best guard in the history of basketball. Team success isn't there, um, but he's he's doing a little bit of everything. It's between him and Embiid right now for that number five spot, and it's just Embiid, I feel like, uh, what he does more brings more winning basketball because um, Steph hasn't won without, without Clay or Draymond, and when they're bad, he's, he's not winning. So Embiid can win with, with the net starting lineup. Maybe more difficult out of that position too to to yes. to win to put it on your shoulders at that right. because you can't really do he's not a rebounder correct he's just not going to be six three is what it is he's don't tell that to Tyler though. Hero he got like fifteen boards the other day <laughs> <laughs> shout out shout out Whiteman can jump yeah shout out Connor McKay Connor McKay proving the world wrong that was fun yes so this will be all over Apple Spotify allegedly Spotify is where we're getting a lot of listeners so Spotify. No audio, Mac. We're very sorry. Sorry, Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett. Check us out on Twitter at SK Media GWD. That ad is hot. It is. Hotter than Shea. Hotter than Shea Alexander. Hotter than the front porch in a Sunday afternoon in August in South Carolina. Oof. Hotter than fish grease. Hotter than Kelly Oubre. <laughs> Kelly Oubre. I got him. <laughs> shout out Kelly Oubre. I got him on my fantasy team. <laughs> we'll be back Hotter with you next Butler. week. <laughs> For Graham Simpson, for Landon King, Brian King, saying so long here from Beat the Press. Hate Raptors. <laughs>